It's about the Katie Canine Show every day, every Sunday from 4 to 6. So I greatly appreciate you sharing your Sunday afternoons with me. Drive time is going to be coming to an end soon. It's, it's hard to believe. I thought we just said we're in drive time because cabin season opened. And now cabin season is closing. <laughs> so it's like, ah. So, but at least during the summer months, I can say I'm during drive time. Everybody's coming home, you know, with, uh, what's the noise? It must be our guest's background. Ah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, okay, what is that? But anyway, so yeah, so hopefully you had a grand week. I went to uh, Pepin, Wisconsin on Friday because I was either going to go Friday or Saturday. I grew up in Pepin uh, on the weekends. My grandpa Wonky lived down there. And then we got to know a family of, Cla- their name is Claflin. And so what happened is that uh, uh, that I had not seen the Cla- well, why don't we turn it down? <laughs> and so anyway, and so I hadn't seen the the, the Claflin family, uh, or I haven't seen the Claflin farm for like 45 years. You know, I try to go down there at least once a year to see, you know, what's going on and stuff like that. But um, uh, I just I had not seen the Claflin farm. It, it was when I went down to see Grandpa Wonky, you know, my dad, this was my dad's dad. And then he usually took at least two of us kids, if not three, there's five of us to try to give mom a break. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it was a milking farm. So I learned about milk and cattle, and that's kind of probably grew my love for, you know, a farm, you know, situation. But I had not tried to find the farm in 45 years, so finally oh, wow. I decided this time I'm going to try. And I did, and I found it, and it is pretty near exactly the same that it oh. was. So they, uh, it was cut in, it's a 190-acre farm. Okay. It's for sale. So uh, 775000 if anybody wants a beautiful farm. I was going to say, are you going to buy it? No, not at this stage <laughs> of my life, no. If I was younger. But, you know, that the thing is, is that it's up on the bluffs, you know, on the top. And so it's very rolly. It's actually kind of, uh, I would say, hazardous, you know, for a farmer with equipment because it's pretty oh. hilly, sleeps, steep slopes. Definitely and need such. to know what you're doing. Oh, definitely. Yes. So anyway, but Ugh. yeah, no, I, I think it was younger years. Who knows? But you know, it's pretty. It's pretty far. <laughs> but uh, so I, I. But then I found out that the kid that I grew up with, his name was Arnold Claflin, uh, that he was killed in 2014 in a car accident. Oh, he no. had lo- moved to New Berlin, Wisconsin. After my dad died, I went and saw and caught up with him and him and his family and stuff like that. And so, uh, but yeah, I hadn't heard anything. I right. uh, talked to him a couple times after that, but then I hadn't heard anything. And then the, the gal that's uh, owning uh, owns a farm, Claflin Farm now, said, had told me that I said, "Well, I was friends with Arnold Claflin." She saw he died oh. in a car accident. It's like, oh, but it's at least credence to that. You know, we all think that everything's going to be the same as today, yet tomorrow, as it was today. You know, that if you're thinking of somebody, yes. I learned this firsthand many times. And boy, I tell you, when somebody's heavy on my mind, I pick up that phone and I call. I Because, you know, like with my friends, like somebody I haven't heard from a while or whatever. For some, when somebody's wearing you call because, you know what, 10 to 1, there's something going on. Definitely. I don't know. It's just the universe talking to you. So and there, that was why the universe sent me to the farm, you know, of all years to go up there. That was by myself. And so, uh, so all years and then they have somebody there that I actually got to talk to. And so it just kind of the stars aligned. It was kind of cool. That's I awesome. felt bad, of course, but, uh, uh, and then there's a guy on the main drag, not down by the harbor in Pepin that was selling these barbecue smoke ribs. Oh, oh. I wish I would have had a bite of one before. I bought a half a rack. Okay. Okay, but, you know, you could buy half a rack or full rack. So I bought the half a rack, and and I didn't try it uh, until, like, I got home. <laughs> and I wish I would have tried it, and then I would have bought a full you, rack. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, I just, it's it's crazy. So anyway, but I had a good a grand time, and people, oh, you went down by yourself. You know, I'm... 
when uh, we used to do the radio show from uh, from the state fair when I was Saturday on Saturday morning. So I had to get to the state fair at seven in the morning, and I never seen because my show started at night, and, and I had never seen the fire wake up, and I was just like. I just I was so enamored that after that time I always went first thing in the morning and not at night. Sure. And then also, um, I always felt bad for people that were going to the fair by themselves. Well, then you know at the show I'd go putts around and stuff like that. Well, all of a sudden I realized, well, ding ding, they had it right all along. You're not losing somebody. You can go where you want. Exactly. You can sit when you want. It's not like, well, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? And just like you know, going down to Pepin, it was just 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 really nice. You know, kind of, I I know I kind of like myself. I I was okay well, with my good. company. Yes. <laughs> so it was really cool. And then I don't know if you see my sweatshirt. It's, it's Pickle Factory. Oh, okay. Uh, that I went down there. Pickle Factory is right on Lake Pepin. It's so interesting that you're talking about that area because I did a road trip with a friend a couple week couple weeks ago. Oh, did you? To my first time oh, over really? there, oh, really? and we must have drove by the Pickle Factory and we stopped at a, a winery. Okay. But it was beautiful. Oh yeah, they get that really nice winery yes. right out of or which way you come in. Well, if you go down the Minnesota side and come across and up the Wisconsin yes. side, because I always come down the Wisconsin side. Is okay, because I, I think it's a little bit prettier. I don't know. This is, and plus, I like the to- the uh, the Maiden Rock, Stockholm, you know, Bl- Diamond Bluff, Bay City. I like the. Yeah, we drove through that. Yeah. That's so amazing. Yeah, no, isn't that cool? But yeah, it's, it is. It's just, uh, so it, it was a good time. I left at about 11 and I got home at, uh, I think about 6.30. I wanted to get home before dark. Sure. Before the deer start flying. Oh, definitely. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, so I, a, a good, good time. So I tip off to, and, and then got my jams down in Stockholm. They got some Amish stores and some general stores in Stockholm and a great bakery. Oh. Oh, good anyway, to know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you got to get there early, though, because everybody sells out. She has these croissant donuts that are rolled in sugar and cinnamon. Oh, wow. That, you know, it's to, I mean, uh, yeah, it's unlike anything you've ever had before. So it, it was it was a lot of fun. And uh, so I had, I had a good time. And then uh, and I was I'm glad I went Friday because yesterday was kind of it wasn't that nice of a day. And so that's why uh Friday was just picture perfect between the days. It was a little bit windy. Stopped at a couple of garage sales too. But anyway, so today must be the last Sunday of the month. So we got Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet here today. So if you got any vet questions, whether it be dog or cat, uh, please give a holler. And now uh, Hope figured out how we can have Dr. Jess on and the person asking the question on at the same time so that we don't uh, have to play the ping pong game. You know, he said, she did it. Oh, just a minute, we can check it. No, just a minute, no. I guess we all get to talk together, and that's uh, so Hope uh, figured that one out. So that will make everything a lot, a lot easier, you know, um, with that. And hopefully go a lot smoother and probably quicker, too. So if you've got questions that are for Dr. Jessica Levy, Holistic Vet, you can give a holler, 651-641-1071, And then um, if you're out, obviously, too, I'm always taking questions for myself. And uh, w- one thing we want to talk about, too, is uh, like heartworm right now um, is coming to an end the season. And then you know, med- just meds in general and chemicals general, you know, in your dogs or cats. you got to stop and think just because it's not hurting them now, it could hurt them down the road. If you don't read, everybody's going to need to read the labels. Anything you give your dog or even you take, any meds, any anything, read it and want, look for the side effects. What side effects? That's huge. I know there's people that will say, 
my dog's not eating. I'll ask, are, you on any, are they on any meds? And they said, yeah. And I said, well, did you read what the side effects are? Because a lot of meds, the side effect is they lose their appetite. Yes. You know, and so that's why it's like, well, I didn't know. Well, see, that's the thing. You know, even though you're prescribed this, you know, read before you take or give. That's a huge thing. Mm. Um, I just don't understand that why people will just blindly, you know, they, so they're given something, they just use it without reading. It's like, I'm not touching this and I'm not giving it to my dog either. <laughs> sure. So, yeah. So it's, it's, it's craziness. But anyway, so, okay. We're going to go run the break and then we're going to come back and then we're going to bring up Dr. Jessica Levy. And then, like I say, if you've got any questions, 651-641-1071. Okay, you ready for this? There is an average of how many spiders per acre in green acres? The average of how many spiders per acre in green acres? We'll be right back. All right. I like that flashback music. I can relate to it. Because I couldn't remember it. <laughs> All the other ones are like, who is this? I have no idea because I'm not into that. But anyway, so thank you for listening and tuning in to the KDK9 show. Go to mytalk1071.com. You can stream it live anywhere in the whole wide world. All the shows here on my talk. Also, too, you can get my podcast of all my past shows, of the, not just for me. And then everybody has their own show page, so you can go and listen to Jason and and Alexis and Donna and Steve and Lori and Julia and uh, Bradley and, and Colleen. We all have podcasts. So go check that out at mytalk1071.com. Okay. There is an average of how many spiders per acre in green acres? Okay. Is it 45,000, 50,000, or 65,000? I don't even want to think about this. Um, I'll go with the middle answer. 50,000? Yeah. Okay. Bing, 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 bing. Okay. Okay. There are an average of 50,000 spiders per acre in green areas. I just can't. I don't want to think about it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's craziness is what it is. Yes. But now, you know, but you know what? They are very good for us. They take care of a lot. That is true. You know, so we got to, okay, my, my sister, younger sister is big time into spiders. She's, she's into them? Yes. He used to have an aquarium full of spiders. What? Yeah, yeah. You know, like a terrarium no. or whatever type thing. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, yeah, no. I just kind of go by, glance, and keep on moving. Yep. You know, just please, the top don't come off. <laughs> oh, my gosh. There's some pretty wacko doodle spiders in there, I'll tell you. So. Wow. Oh, well, let's go to, let's uh, let's uh, hold off on just for a sec. Let's uh, get uh, Christine. We'll get her since she called in here. She's got, what, Christine, are you with us? Hello. Hi. How you doing? I'm all right. Good. Um, good. How are you guys? Good. So what kind of anxiety are you dealing with? Well, I inherited this dog at about, she was about 10, 11 months old, and I got her about four months ago. Um, she's, and I, I think I discussed this, well, I know I did discuss it with you once before. Um, she just freaks out um, when she sees new people, if she hears a strange sound. Uh -huh. Um, if she's, you know, like I have a big dog yard fence, so I'll leave her outside. And when she wants to come in, she doesn't just like bark once she shrieks at the door and it literally sounds like somebody's trying to kill her. Okay. Okay. Um, it, it's, it's just very, very unshrill and unnerving. And I've got neighbors that sleep at during the day cause they work at night. Uh -huh. And so it's my only neighbor, but I'm just, I've really tried. I did the pop can with the pennies inside uh -huh. i've done the spray bottle 
I did wear, and even when I, she knows me very well, and even when I will come up to her at times, she just gets like a little down on the front, looks up at me, and just freaks out. Okay. Well, you mean so she bows to you? Well, I wouldn't, not really yeah, a well, bow. She, you said she, she goes down on her front end. A little bit. Yeah, yeah that's it. Kind of down with her head a little bit, but she's right. not like an actual bow all the way right. down. Right, no, no, no. But I know, but that's what that is. It's called a play bow. She's inviting you to play. Okay. Okay. That's what she's doing. Okay, so the biggest... What I'll do, the other thing I've tried is um, I will turn around and not acknowledge her until she's quiet, but I haven't gotten to that point where she will stop. Right. Barking. Yeah. Okay. The thing is, is that all with all anxieties, the dogs need input, input, input on a daily yeah. basis. You need to teach this dog tricks, brain teasers, and obedience. And you got to get the dog doing tricks. Okay. And, good. Um, I'm home all day, and so I'm, I work with her mm-hmm. a lot. I even, um, and this may not be the right thing, but I even started her on Prozac to see if that might help calm her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, I just, I'm, I, and I've had fifteen. 16 different dogs and I've never had one that really stumped me like this where it, it I mean it's affecting me to the point where I start shaking because yeah. I feel bad for her and I don't know what to do. Do you kennel her anymore. at all? That, no. She comes in the house. I have one other dog and honestly having the other dog has helped to settle her a little bit. Yeah. Um, Frankie is the dog we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's lab uh, she's Lab and Springer and uh, what's it called Basset Hound. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I can tell you, you did a D and R and A. <laughs> what's that? You did a DNA test. Um, but anyway, uh, okay. See, the biggest thing, uh, all, the bottom line is uh, work, work. you got to work the brain. And I would start working, one thing I'd start working on, getting her so that she could be by herself in a kennel. Or let's say in the room, and then you start moving the kennel down the hallway, and eventually farther, and she can stay in the kennel longer periods of time, is okay. what I would try doing. And because if she I needs to be afford a kennel, just I don't know what to do. I mean, I because I, I would I wanted to take her to see you. I wanted to take yeah. her to see a train see right. a trainer. Okay, I don't have a kennel. I can't. Afford I can't. Uh, okay. I mean, well, I, the thing is, is the bottom line is the drugs. All that does is going to give them liver failure and kidney failures later. And so okay, the thing is, wondering. is that you can do CBD oil. But the biggest thing is building that confidence, going to a playground, having her go over bridges and just hanging that, out. And then that's the other part is I cannot get her into the car without. I mean, she she when I put her on a leash and try to get her in a car, she acts like a bucking bronco. She flies over on her back rolls on the ground, and honestly, it sounds like I'm trying to kill her. I, and I don't want to further traumatize her by picking the rope and throwing her in the car. I've yeah. parked the car. Uh, when right you take her for a walk, what kind of collar do you use? When you take her for a walk, what kind of collar do you use? I use, um, well, I tried a regular a nylon collar, and then I've used uh, like a choke chain. Okay. What's the results? Better with the choke chain. She's okay. learned a little faster because if I just give her a little snap, she's learned better how to walk. But I, okay. Like I in the back seat with my other dog in the car, and I have treats, and I try to coax her in the car. And I mean, I'm just I'm on my last nerve. So yeah. 
Well, you need a lot more help than I can tell you on the radio. And so what yeah. you're going to have to do is you're going to have to call me up at Katie's Canines because there's just so many series of events of things that have to happen. But the bottom line is obedience getting okay. and obedience training. You know, he'll sit down, stay, building her. Like you can do a, a stay from across the room and eventually go out of the room because that's what it is, is that she doesn't have okay. anything else to, to think about. So we've got to get her brain thinking. And okay. it's one thing like, you know, a trick a week, a brain teaser a week. I mean, a couple times a day, you know, not you just don't do something for 15 minutes and call that working a dog. You've got to right, get in right. there and, you know, like a couple, you know, a minute here, five minutes there, 10 minutes, a half hour. You know, that's what she needs is input, input to look to you for direction. And so okay. that's why, um, like I said, the more input, then eventually she's going to start becoming more confident. And mm-hmm. you've got to help her by playing like the what is this game to build up her confidence. All right. Whereas she has to go up and check something out that you're touching. What is this? What is this? And you start out with a collar. Don't pull. It has to be her idea to go up to it. Mm-hmm. But it's, okay. you start out so she can't run from it. And, you know, the goal is to get her to come up and put her nose between, let's say, that you're touching the corner of a table. Mm-hmm. Then you try it three times. What is this? You know, and one step forward, you stop saying, what is this? And you praise her like crazy. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, but you, then maybe we you tried it three times. She still hasn't gotten all the way to the table. Then we go to someplace. Then we go hang out and do something. Then later we come back and try it again. It's just a lot of baby steps to build that. You know, they build her inside. But see how the Prozac works and see if that works and, you know, it helps at all. It's not working. And I I honestly was because she's been on it for a couple of several months. And um, so I'm thinking I should just back her down off of that. And um, well, I will follow your advice. Yeah. Um, So give me a holler up at Katie's canine. And then, uh, like I said, we can. what? What about bark collars? For she, you got a dog that doesn't have confidence. You got to build okay. that confidence. You're not going to be zinging them. You know that's going to send the, sure. the dog over into next week or into next month. Oh, okay. So you know we've got to work on this confidence and building a right. trust between you and the dog. So give me okay. a holler up at Katie's Canines. You can go to mytalk1071.com and and then just click on my uh, website and get all the information to call me. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you okay. so very you much. Bet. I love your program. Thank have you, Katie. You bet. Bye bye. All right. Oh. Well, let's quick pull up uh, Dr. Jess. How much time do we got there, ma'am? couple minutes. Okay. Let's pull up Dr. Jess. Dr. Jess. Hello. Are you there? Sorry about that. I didn't think it was going to be that long of a call, so I appreciate you holding on. So how the heck are you? Pretty good. Oh, good, good, good. So anything new in the veterinary world or the holistic world that we need to know about? Um, anything new. I can't come up with anything right off the okay. bat, but I'm sure okay. there are new things. Yes, 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 yes. So, so like I said, once again, if anybody wants to ask Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet a question, please give a holler, 651-641-1071. Now, we, we, you know, every time we're on, we always talk about all the chemicals that we put in the dogs and on. And this time of year, people are putting flea stuff on because now as the days get cooler, the fleas are looking for a warm place to, you know, to hang out, you know, like in our house. <laughs> and so, and then also, you know, things like that, the chemicals that we put in and on our dogs, and they may not so, like, be, we want to take them out right away, but over time they can play goofy, you know, they can they can hurt our dogs inside, and then all of a sudden it accumulates, and then there's a problem, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So when, yeah. when you get a person that says, okay, I don't, what about, like, next guard and heart guard? Uh, you know, stuff like that. They said, like, for heartworm. What, mm-hmm. when they say, okay, then what do we do about, you know, heartworm? If I'm not going to use any chemicals for my fleas, the ticks, or the heartworm? 
Um, you know, you can do a lot with garlic. So I use a lot of the bug off garlic for springtime. Okay, guess what? We just get going, and now we got to go to break. So hold on, on, and we'll get squared away. So once again, give a collar for Dr. Jess, okay? Um, there's three mammals that go undergo menopause. Three mammals. What are they? Just waiting any longer than need be. So we shall give you the trivia question. Okay, you ready? We'll see if you know, and then let's ask uh, Jess. Okay. 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 <laughs> we'll bring Dr. Jess up. Okay, there's only three mammals that go through menopause. What are they, or who are they? Do you have any idea? No. Dr. Jess? <laughs> Dr. Lee? I bet it's um, humans, elephants, and whales. Whoa, bing, nice. bing, bing, bing. Look at that. Did you look it up online? <laughs> no, but that's cool. See, it's coming handy. Oh, there you go. That's I was going to cool. say. There, there you go. So elephants, humpback whales, and human, female, and human, obviously. Well, the human, yeah. but I was like, I don't know about the other two. Yeah, but yeah, I was totally, I was surprised on that one there. Okay, we got a caller on the line, but we're going to first finish up a little bit here. We went to break. I kind of dumped too many things at the one time I thought about it. It's like I went from flitted from one thing to another. But I, I guess the heartworm thing, let's check on in the heartworm thing, like with the next card and then with the, uh, with the heartworm pills, okay? So now there's other things like, say again. You said bug off? You said bug off? Yeah. Oh, Charlie, I, I lost the audio for a sec. Oh. Um. Okay, so uh, so let's separate heartworms out from uh, fleas and ticks, right? Okay. So heartworms are carried by mosquitoes. Yes. So the focus there is really about keeping mosquitoes off of the dog. Right. The heartworm preventives don't, technically they don't prevent your dog from getting heartworms. They prevent baby heartworms from growing up to be big heartworms. Right. While inside your dog. Right. Well, when you give them the pill once a month, it puts the chemical in the blood systems just in case they get bit by a mosquito that is carrying that larva for heartworm. Correct. And then it, it kills. So it doesn't, it's not a preventative. When people say heartworm, I'm giving them a heartworm preventative. That's totally mis- wrong. Correct? Right. Okay. Right. So um, for that, I you know, there's, there's a million and one things that you can use to keep insects like mosquitoes off of your dog. Right. Bug off Naturally. garlic from springtime. Yep. Uh, yep. Essential oils will work. Uh, uh, oh, God, help me out here. Amber collars. Yeah, the amber tick collar.com. Amber tick, yep. And so, yep. yep. Now, see, that's the thing. So what you're trying to do, and then, you know, bring the dog in when it's bewitching out. For mosquitoes, don't be sitting out there. <laughs> you know, bring them in. But yeah, try to make him a restaurant that you know the the to repel the the mosquitoes naturally, so they don't get bit. Correct. Right, and a lot of that also has to do with the food that you're feeding. So if you feed better food, yep. your dog is not going to be as appetizing to parasites. Okay, there you go. And then now, next card is the flea tick. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, ticks um, are happiest in the spring and fall. Ticks love cooler weather, and during the summer, they go through a metamorphosis. So during the summer, ticks kind of go away, but that's when the fleas come out if you're going to get fleas. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it just seems like some people have fleas in the yard and some people don't. Yeah. Um, if your dog does get fleas, then uh, your best friend is your super safe dog shampoo. My favorite is Tropiclean Berry and Coconut. Oh, nice. And 
and your flea comb. So basically, mm-hmm. any shampoo is going to kill fleas. Yes. So you don't have to use a medicated shampoo. No. Don't use anything toxic. I like the Tropiclean Berry and Coconut. If you look it up on Amazon, it, it literally has five or six ingredients. Nice. It's super safe. And it doesn't leave your dog smelling like wet dog <laughs> or like a fake flower garden. There you go. There you go. It, like, it just kind of leaves them odorless. So I like that. Okay. Um, so basically, you would... Bathe your dog to kill any fleas that are on them. Just be aware that the fleas are going to run for dry land. And so while you're bathing your dog, they're running for the face. Yep. Yep, For the nose and the ears. (laughs) Yeah. And you can just kind of use the the shower head. Like you can, you don't, you know, you don't want to shampoo up their face, but you can, you'll see the fleas that collect there. You have to just make sure that you rinse them all off. But basically you're drinking them. Yep. And so I would say if you can, you know, bathe the dog. Bathe it daily if you have a bad case of fleas. Okay. And then a couple of times a day, sit down with your flea comb and flea comb your dog and have a dish next to you with some uh, water with a couple of drops of dish soap in it so that you drown the fleas as you comb them off your dog. Yeah, if, you don't, if you don't put the liquid dish soap in, the, the fleas can jump out of there. It keeps them from right. jumping out of there. Yep. And at the same time, vacuum, 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 vacuum. vacuum. And wash bang. the bedding, wash the dog bed. But, but usually, um, like, if you really get your act together and do all this stuff, you can get through it. Yes. And if you have a vacuum bag, every time you vacuum, you take that bag out, you put it in a, uh, 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 what do you call it, um, ah, plastic trash bag, and bring it out to the garbage. Don't let it sit there because then they, all the fleas are going to come out of that vacuum bag back into the room right. the next time you turn it on. So unless you have a water basin, then it drowns the thing. So, so anyway, right. so, yeah. So that's a, that's a craziness. So yeah, and and you have to you do have to keep the vacuuming up. So flea eggs, the soonest that they can hatch is excuse me, people. The soonest that they can hatch is after three weeks. So basically, when the eggs are hatched, they drop off the dog and fall into your couch, your floor. And they have a tendency to go downward. So they'll go down between the cracks of the floor. Okay. You know, anywhere that they can go down, they'll go. Okay. And they are pretty darn resistant. Okay. So I don't know if you could, like, you know, you might be able to see and clean, like, the top part of your carpet, but the fleas are gonna, flea eggs are going to be deep, deep down in there. Okay. They're stimulated to hatch by pressure and warmth. Oh, okay. And that means, that means the pressure of your footsteps and your body heat. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. So if you've ever gone it like gone into a house where you know people have left and you're moving in or something like that, and as you walk into the house, all the fleas erupt and start biting the heck out of your ankles. I can't say that's happened to me. <laughs> no, but but that's that would be like a pretty typical scenario, yeah. and it's because the flea eggs have been. Or if you know you go on vacation, you take the dog to a boarding kennel, you come back to your home, you didn't even know that your dog or cat had fleas. Yep. And you walk in the house, and everybody hatches. Yep. So that's kind of a common. I know that um, back scenario. in the in the olden days, if a, a house had been vacant for quite a while, they put a sheep with a full coated sheep, sheep lamb, whatever you want to call it, you know, in there to good because, like you said, the warmth of the body. So all the fleas come alive and would go into that sheep. Isn't that something? I I read that one wow. place. I thought that was pretty interesting. So 
that yeah they put a live sheep I, in there so that to, to get the wake the fleas up to get them uh a, so like it's like a magnet here please go eat mm-hmm. <laughs> now get the sheep right. out of there <laughs> right so no that's crazy. And, and honestly um you know when i was growing up our dog got fleas once and we just bathed her with vinegar mm, okay and well, you got a pickle dog uh, you know, we just did it once yeah yeah and we just did it once and you know vacuumed and that was kind of it Right, so people, you don't have to use the chemicals. And that flea comb, everybody should have a good flea comb. Comb it around. They use under the chin or outside the face, where between the back legs and where the tail and the butt. Yeah, you have to be able to kind of roll them over and do their armpit. Yep, yep. Places where it's warmer because fleas love warmth. And then you could maybe sprinkle some diatomaceous earth in their beds. So where they normally sleep. Ooh, so, that's a good idea. So if somebody, so if somebody jumps off, because usually most fleas don't aren't, ride the animal they're where they you know where they go all the time so food grade diet to maces they're sprinkled that in their bedding and such so all right let's uh we got a we got a callers wait a minute is she on the line no nope, she's on the line we'll just say we can uh we got a caller about bladder stones in a dog so we'll go to that's a deborah so we'll wait till um Whatever calls on the phone right now, you do good old whatever, whatever you call it. <laughs> let's call her Hope. <laughs> All right, should we? We do have a, just a couple minutes. Oh, do we okay. want to take a call? Oh uh, yeah, let's just try this. At least we can. Deb's been hanging on for a bit. Here, okay. So. Yep. We have Deborah. Okay. Hey Deborah, how you doing? Hi, I'm fine, Katie. How are you? Good, good. So now, what kind of? What we only we, we got to run to break here, but let's get some preliminaries. Then we'll go to break, come back and answer. Okay. Well, what kind of dog do you got? Okay, she's a shepherd mix. How old? I mean, how old? She is about four, five years old. Okay, and then is bladder stones that she has? Well, that's what we're wondering. She's been dealing with UTIs all summer. All right. She's gone through three rounds of antibiotics. <laughs> okay. And um, the, the, the second time that she went through the antibiotics, the test came back negative. But then we had her retested a month later, and it's positive again. Okay. For so, what, a UTI? Yes. Okay. But we're, so my question is, is if she, and they're, they're questioning if she has bladder stones because mm-hmm. of the um, bacteria rings and bladder stones mm-hmm. that can cause this. Okay. Um, they're wondering if, my question is to Dr. Levy, if she got a negative um, a negative Result. Uh, response, uh, would can bladder stones do that? Okay. What food are you feeding? Um, she has raw food in the morning. Right. She, and now since this all started, um, just before she had the negative um, result... Mm-hmm. I started making um, my own food for her right. at lunchtime, which is a recipe from uh, Karen Becker. Becker's book, yep. Okay. Um, and then at dinner time, she has Nutrisource. She okay. has a little bit of kibble and a little bit of canned. Okay, okay. And now, have you had her the whole time? Have I what? Have you had her the whole her whole life? Um, no, I have not. She's she's a rescue. I've had her for three years. Three years, okay. Um, and then, uh, what other questions? Dr. Levy, you got a question? Has she had urinary problems the whole time or just recently? Um, no, this just started this past summer. Okay. Are we going to break or can I answer? Oh, yeah, no, you can. Well, let's see. Well, why don't we run to break, okay? We'll run to break right now, and so then we don't have to break her up. Okay. Okay, so you hold on, Deborah, and then just a minute. Got to get the trivia question. 
what do I want to talk about? Oh, let's do a would you rather. Okay, let's do a would you rather. Okay, you ready, Dr. Levy and Hope? Here you go. Travel back in time to meet your ancestors or would you rather travel to the future to meet your great-grandchildren? We'll be back. Yeah, not sure who that is. <laughs> we were getting close. At least I knew one. <laughs> okay. Okay, would you rather? Okay, we'll start out with Dr. Je- Levy. Okay, Dr. Jessica Levy, would you rather... Travel back in time to meet your ancestors or travel to the future to meet your great-grandchildren? Well, I think I'm going nowhere. Are you so, go- <laughs> no, no, no children, but not okay. great-grandchildren. But okay. I could potentially meet my great-grandnieces, whatever. Okay, yeah. Um, but, I, I, yeah, I would not want to travel back into the past. I'm good. Oh, okay. Okay. What about you? Well, I'm going to travel back because personally, I don't plan on having my own children. Oh, so okay. Okay. <laughs> either I'm staying put. Well, well, like, well, like Dr. Jess said, <laughs> Jess said, you know, you, there could be nieces and nephews there you know, that, that you can go to. So even though it says grandchildren, let's say grand nieces and nephews and such like that. So you know? I think I'll still travel back in time. Okay. You know, I was thinking about this. I'd love to go back to like see, you know, grandpas and, you know, great grandpas and such like that. But on the other hand, travel to the future, you know, even if I wasn't, didn't have a daughter that, you know, and have grandkids, you know, I would say that grand the nieces and nephews, I think I would like to see them just for the fact that in case something happens that I never get to see them, I got to see them. Sure. Does that make any sense? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why it's a catch. I would love to go back to say, you know, really talk. Because now, you know, after your grandparents or whatever pass, you think of a gazillion questions, especially when you're older, you know, things that you'd like to know. And so I really would like to ask those questions. But on the other hand, like I said, to go forward and meet like my great grandchildren, because I am lucky enough to have a child. What's now she's going to be the little one. Audrey's going to be born uh, here in a couple of weeks. She'll be having a C-section. Oh, so anyway, congratulations. Yeah. So, so I, but I think I'd go future because just for the fact that in case something would happen that I never would get to meet them, that I got to meet them, if that makes any sense. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that's a good idea. Yeah, so anyway, so that that's my reasoning. I'm sticking to it. Okay, now we got poor Deborah says it, hanging on the line. Hopefully she's on speakerphone, so she's other, doing other things, too. Are you with us, Deborah? Yep, I'm right here. Okay, Dr. Levy, what do, what do say you about this? Um, I think uh, bladder stones is a very real possibility. Okay. So anytime you have a dog who... Uh, has not had any kind of urinary problems and then out of blue gets the ETI, that is a big red flag. Okay. You don't randomly get a urinary tract infection. Mm-hmm. If I woke up tomorrow and had a UTI, I would be demanding all sorts of diagnostics to find out why this happened. Um, so that, I think, in and of itself is kind of, um, you know, an alarm. Mm-hmm. And then antibiotics have uh, anti-inflammatory side effects. So it is very common that you have antibiotics. Everything goes away, everything, there's no more red or white blood cells, everything seems to go back to normal, and then you look again a little bit later, you're yeah. like, oh, darn, it's back. Right. That's because it never went away. So, I agree. I think x-ray is your next step, and possibly abdominal ultrasound if, there, if nothing shows up on x-ray. Okay. Because you're good. looking at something like bladder stones, bladder polyps, bladder tumor, you mm-hmm. need to know what's in there. 
Okay, that, that, that was my question because I couldn't figure out how if the second um, dose of antibiotics, uh, then the results came back um, negative for the UTI. But you're saying right. don't worry about that? It's because antibiotics have an anti-inflammatory side effect. And so you're looking at uh, potentially bacteria if they culture. Okay. But if they didn't culture the urine, then you're just looking at inflammation. And antibiotics will make that go away too, but they only do that temporarily okay. because there's an underlying cause. All right. Now, well, did you Dr. find out what it is. Dr. Levy, would it be better for her to do an ultrasound to see if she's got the bladder stones or an x-ray? What, she, what do you feel she get more information? Well, in general, like, you know, x-rays are quick and uh, cheaper than an ultrasound. And so if you take an x-ray and there's bladder stones, then, you know, you don't need to go further. Okay. Okay. That, that's, um, what, so that's our next kind of, step is the, the, the uh, x-rays. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, it sounds like you're a good mom, though. I'm impressed with what you're feeding your dog. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, the thing is, um, the, the interesting thing was um, with the second round of antibiotics, that's when I started her on um, the food that I make for her. Right. That is, you know, has no carbs whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that, that was the test that came back normal. Um, so with this, we just finished the third round of antibiotics and I'm feeding her, um, the homemade food and I'm going to continue with that, I think. Oh, yeah. But I just wanted yeah. to do that as an experiment to see if that would help. Yeah. What now you give right. me, and then, you know, you, you definitely have the possibility that you could do an x-ray, you see nothing. So you do an abdominal ultrasound, maybe you also see nothing. Mm-hmm. And so that would give you some measure of comfort that, okay, for some wacky reason, maybe my dog just has cystitis. Yep. What about now? But I she, think the, the risk of other things is, is significant. Okay, now, Deborah, she, she's been on so many rounds of antibiotic. Mm-hmm. Are you also doing a probiotic? Yes, I do. Oh, in good. between. Okay, good. In between. Yeah, like you, yeah, like, you can't you can't do it at the same time. It'll right. cancel each other. Very good. I'm impressed. Yeah. Look at you, <laughs> this smarty band. I know you know her. This is Skylar. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, good luck. <laughs> All and right. there she Thank is. You so much. Okay, take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wow, that's that's craziness. Yeah, because the bladder stones. What can cause bladder stones in a dog, Doctor Louie? Well, I think you know it's a combination of you know they're genetically predisposed to it for whatever reason. Because you do see bladder stones in Westies, Schnauzers. You know, they're uh, Bichons. There are certain breeds that are just kind of. Prone, like if something's going to go wrong, it's going to end up in the bladder kind of okay. thing. Okay. So you have this genetic predisposition. Processed foods, I think, are you know a huge cause. Um, and so this thing might have been germinating before this lady even got this dog. Right, know? right, right. Because um, all it, it starts with like two minerals that stick together, and then another one comes along and sticks to the first two. It's like <laughs> a bladder stone builds over time. You don't just wake up one morning and you've got this rock in right. your bladder. Right. Um, so I think, you know, it's, it's, so you have this genetic predisposition, processed food, vaccines that, you know, disrupt the immune system, and then whatever this error, this metabolic error that leads to minerals that stick together in the bladder. Okay. Um, uh, so it's kind of like in people, too, but it, it, diet can play a part in it also, Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And there and there's some kinds of bladder stones that appear more commonly in cases where 
the animal has had chronic infections, like actual bacterial infections, either with weird bacteria or just ones that the immune system can't get over. Okay. So, so you know, there's, there's different kinds of stones. They're made of different kinds of minerals. Yep. And so that's how you can have some different causes, just depending on what kind of stone you end up with. Okay. Does it have a tendency, to, is, is there like an age or can it pop up any time? Oh, gosh. Um, I treated a dog. This lady had gotten this puppy at eight weeks. Okay. And like literally within the first week that she had it, it was having bladder stone surgery. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. We treated it, I put it on raw food and treated it homeopathically and it got better. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Hmm. So, all right. Okay, well, we gotta head, we're going to head to break here. So we'll come back. We're going to talk more to Dr. Levy. Dr. Levy, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, through my website, holistic-care.com. All right. Um, let's see. A tarantula spider. Since you were so unnerved. Come cold. on, Katie. <laughs> or what, the other spider? Yes. Okay, we're going to do a tarant- tarantula Ugh. spider. How long can they survive without food? How long can they survive without food? And you're probably saying, I don't care. <laughs> all God's creatures, they all have play a part, right? Fair. So anyway, it's a tarantula spider. How long can they survive without food? So we shall return. 